Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. Now it's time for the Jared Report. For that, we turn to our chief Jared correspondent, Amy Willens. She's a longtime contributing editor at The Nation. and She was also a Jerusalem correspondent for The New Yorker. And she's best known, of course, for her work on Haiti. Most recently, the award-winning book, Farewell, Fred Voodoo. Amy, welcome back. Thank you, John. So nice to be here. Well, last Thursday was when Jared spoke at the president's daily coronavirus briefing for the press, and Vice President Pence introduced them by saying Jared had been directed by the White House Coronavirus Task Force to take on a central role in the administration's response to the pandemic. This was big news. What are his responsibilities? He's running the supply chain for emergency protective equipment. He's in charge of ventilators. He's in charge of distributing or not distributing the uh, the federal stockpile of medical supplies. Um, he's fielding questions and I wouldn't call them demands, but requests from governors around the country. Those are among his uh, his tasks. And uh, this is a special post that's been created for him inside FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency. Remind us about Jared's qualifications for this job. Well, top qualification is he married Ivanka Trump. That's the daughter of the president, in case you've okay. forgotten. Okay. So that's, that's a major qualification. Then uh, my first encounter with Jared Kushner was when he came to the New York Observer newspaper and ran that into the ground. Then he bought a skyscraper in New York for something like $1.8 billion, more than had ever been spent on a property in New York. And uh, it went into bankruptcy. I don't know that he's ever dealt with the disease of any kind. <laughs> okay. Um, no, he has no qualifications for this job. But but that doesn't stop Trump. He didn't have any qualifications for any of the other jobs Trump has given him other than being the first son-in-law. So, uh, you know, why not? Why not put him in charge of a global pandemic that is now sweeping across the country and he has no idea what to do? He spoke at that press briefing and and remind us what he said. He said the notion of a federal stockpile of medical equipment was it's supposed to be our stockpile. It's not supposed to be state stockpiles that they can then use. That's what he said. And our stockpile, that uh, that's a very strong. Yeah, who, who's us? <laughs> no one really knows who the hour is. Um, but I looked into this a little bit. And uh, on the federal stockpiles homepage, 
that morning before Jared spoke, it said, strategic national stockpile is the nation's largest supply of life-saving pharmaceuticals and medical supplies for use in a public health emergency severe enough to cause local supplies to run out. When state, local, tribal, and territorial responders request federal assistance to support their response efforts, the stockpile ensures that the right medicines and supplies get to those who need them most during an emergency. Sounds great. The day after Jared spoke about how the stockpile was ours and for us and not for the states, the sentences on the Strategic National Stockpile page was gone. And the revised page (laughs) reads, the Strategic National Stockpile's role is to supplement state and local supplies during public health emergencies. Many states have products stockpiled as well. The supplies, medicines, and devices for life-saving care contained in the stockpile can be used as a short-term stopgap buffer when the immediate supply of adequate amounts of these materials may not be immediately available. As someone said, uh, this was Jeremy Korndak, who who served under Obama as director of the USAID's Office of U.S. Foreign Disaster Assistance. He said that the original copy couldn't be a more literal refutation of Jared's claim, and he called the, the change absolutely Orwellian. It is, of course. Um, and the amazing thing is Jared has gone on to say that the governor's demands for, for help from the federal government are not uh, based on anything real and that Jared knows about each state's stockpile and that uh, Governor Cuomo has lots of stockpiles of medical equipment in New York and doesn't need help from the federal government, all based on nothing. Usually the job of the White House is to say, we're all in this together. We're doing everything that we can to help everybody so everybody can be healthy. Jared is sort of taking the opposite tack of blaming governors, especially Democratic governors, for failing to do their job. And therefore, it's not his fault. That doesn't seem like the uh, ideal leadership role in a time of crisis. No, but it's perfect for a member of this family and especially for Jared Kushner, who is not a responsibility taker. You know, one of the many qualifications he brought to this was the fact that he did not make peace in the Middle East, um, which was was another of the the insoluble problems. That's what President Trump likes to do to Jared. He gives him all the insoluble problems, even though the guy's incompetent. So he gave him the opioid crisis to solve. That's not solved. He gave him peace in the Middle East to make. He didn't make peace in the Middle East. He asked him to reform government. We see where that's gone. And uh, he's also running the Trump campaign for 2020, by the way. Yeah. And, and a lot of people have been speculating, well, what exactly? I mean, what if he's running the coronavirus challenged in order to, you know, make hay for the presidential campaign. Um, I think he's not doing that good a job, but, but you know, you never know with Trump supporters what they're going to think of a job that I might think is not being done well. They might think it's being done really well. Like, yeah, they might think, screw California and New York. Uh, let's keep that federal stockpile for us. Well, to shift the focus slightly, uh, let's talk about his brother. This is Josh Kushner. Some call him the good Kushner. He's also been in the news lately for developing a website to help Americans find coronavirus testing sites. That not that a great thing for the good Kushner, Brother Josh, to be doing? It was a brilliant idea. They wanted to have a website where you could go on 
and it would direct you to the nearest uh, coronavirus testing site in your neighborhood or maybe a couple of neighborhoods down, and you could do drive-through t- testing, etc. And Jared had owned part of this group called Oscar Health, which was developing the website. But strangely, the website never really uh, materialized. It was suddenly scrapped. Uh, the Atlantic did a big takeout on it, and... Um, it never saw the light of day, and what was, what to me was most interesting about it was it was a website directing you to testing, but there is no testing. So there's just, I think the United States has the least tested population per capita of, of any, um, any developed nation. So this was a, a website in theory, and Josh Kushner had his father-in-law go online to a group of doctors his father-in-law knew to ask them for recommendations about it, and uh, it all fell apart, you know, and it was all nepotism anyway. And is this a nonprofit uh, organization, Oscar Health? No, Oscar Health is a, a health insurance company. Why would a private uh, insurance company be given the responsibility to develop the government website directing Americans to coronavirus uh, testing places? Wait, are you leading the witness? (laughs) I can't answer that question. But you know what I find amazing also? What? It is just shocking to me that in the United States, which I formerly thought of as a kind of a great country with a uh, booming economy, it may not be my favorite country in the world. It may not have the economy, the style of which I like the best, but I thought it was a fairly vibrant economy. And instead of making our own masks and our own ventilators and our own protective equipment, we are brilliantly, the Trump administration is is patting itself on the back for flying in equipment from China. It's stunning to me that the War Powers Act has not been, or whatever it's called now, the defense production, maybe, is not yeah. being used appropriately to, one, put Americans back to business again, and two, to make things, to fight this this virus and to um, help people on the front lines, really soldiers on the front lines, to protect themselves as they go into war against a, a serious enemy. And we're not doing that ourselves. We're having plane loads come in from China. Is that Trumpian or is that not Trumpian? I'm not sure. And finally, it's time for Ivanka Watch, reporting on the first daughter. Ivanka was exposed to the virus early on during a meeting with an infected Australian official, so she she self-quarantined. She did not get sick. Uh, What's she been doing since? First of all, why was Ivanka Trump meeting with an Australian official? It just beggars the imagination, but okay. So, well... She's working really hard to help Americans from her multi-million dollar home in a um, a very beautiful area of Washington. And she's launched this thing called the Hashtag Together Apart campaign. And its motto is to consistently encourage social distancing while maintaining a sense of togetherness online. And they say at the White House, the hashtag can be used to share all types of content like educational, musical, fitness, or family activity ideas to entertain our children and each other during social distancing. It doesn't take into account people who don't have jobs or money and can't stay home with their kids and have to figure out, can they get a job 
doing landscaping in Ivanka's garden so that they can feed their children. No, that is not what it does. But she's working really hard in her own way, although I thought she was responsible in the White House for women's economic needs and problems. But apparently she's not working from home anymore on that particular issue. She's got things more like uh, plan a living room camp out on her Instagram feed. And um, (laughs) even more introspective thoughts on like what this weird moment means to Ivanka Trump. It's a unique chance for reflection, self-improvement and family connectivity. It's almost like a rap session for her or a yoga meet. You know, she's found the time to expand her own mind. We should all be very scared. Yeah, she goes on. She says, um, so this is how she expands her own mind. Maybe we don't need to be frightened. I've got a Coursera free course going in Greek and Roman mythology. So I'm rereading the Odyssey. Note that rereading. Of course. (laughs) Uh, And I've started to play the guitar and I'm really working on it. You know what I like about that? You can look forward (laughs) to videos of Ivanka playing, you know, the answer my friend is blowing in the wind (laughs) on her guitar online. I'm waiting for that moment. Maybe she'll learn to play the dulcimer like Joni Mitchell. Ivanka is reading the Odyssey and playing the guitar, an excellent example for all of us. Amy Willens is our chief Jared correspondent. Amy, thank you for today's report. Thanks, John. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.